morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever wherever you are in the world. Thank you for downloading or watching the uh, Desi Sportscast. Really appreciate uh, the support and uh, encouragement you're giving us. Um, and it's really great to see how the uh, podcast is um, spreading around the country. And uh, we're getting a great response. But that is really down to the people we have. And one of the main people we have on a regular basis is um, Nevin. Nevin, good afternoon to you, my friend. How are you? All good, all good. Good morning to you. How, how's, uh, how's UK? Uh, the UK is gloomy today, um, but you're not going to get any weather reports from me because just to share with the, the viewers and listeners, um, Nevin just showed me a glimpse of what he's looking out at, and I'm still recovering okay. from that. It's picture, postcard. Um, I don't know if you are able to share that. Can you see the sea? Oh my goodness, man. Yeah. There's also say... somebody parasailing. I think it's just going to start. I don't know if it's that visible. Well, but, yeah. for those uh, outside Kerala, if you, I don't think anybody needs a second um, opinion or reason not to travel to that beautiful part of our country but you just saw a glimpse and to be fair to Nevin um, he does a lot of work with um, various channels and he puts videos out and I've always said to them that no matter where he seems to be it's an amazing place um, they're postcard pictures and he could be in the backwaters interviewing some gentleman or a person and um, the views are absolutely incredible but it's not something that we don't know but it's sometimes it's good to be when you're sitting outside i love leicester trust me uh, it's a beautiful city but you know when you when you see that in comparison to what you're looking at you don't need any motivation well you do need motivation to work because i'll just be sitting there i could just sit there all day <laughs> quite easily yeah. um it is, so it what part of uh, Kerala are you in and um, how's your week been and what's been yeah. happening with yourself? Uh, I am in Kolam right now. It's been incredibly hectic for me. I think even my family is like, now take a rest now. <laughs> it's been like a lot of travel, a lot of work. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm as you know, that I have like close links with the club here. So the Kerala Premier League season is starting. So I've been trying to, you know, set things right for them. In my own uh, in my own ways, um, Premier League work is happening. So uh, there is an interesting uh, yeah, interesting tie up with uh, something Indian that's popping up. I can't obviously say it out loud, but there is an interesting tie up with Premier League and something Indian that's going to happen soon. So I'm making a couple of videos there as well. Um, there is obviously my journalism work, so that's there as well. And yeah, it's 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 been hectic, but like honestly, I can't complain. It's it's mostly football, and it's also taking me to like such exotic places. So, like I mean, no complaints from. You do wear a lot of hats in terms of the range of work you do, and um, one that's never mentioned is your video videography and the editing you put together, and that's an amazing uh, piece of work that you put out on a regular basis. But um, how you can be tired looking outside that that view that you've got right now um, <laughs> yeah it, it should give you a lot of energy um but your first few days in um your new role um how's it going oh uh, um i mean i i don't think i'm ready for it to be honest it's uh uh column had a match yesterday and we lost three one and I think it was a good reality check also. Uh, the team generally was excited about the prospects we had signed this season. But, you know, signing good players is not good enough, right? You need to also gel well, figure out the system that works best. And uh, it's strange that, you know, I'm sure that smile you have is related to Chelsea as well. I think <laughs> I think Chelsea signed a lot of good players and they're not playing the best football. So, similarly, I think uh, uh, it's just early days of the team. Um, I've been trying to sort out the other, I mean, aspects of you know trying to make their lives easy in as in as as uh, as many ways as possible. Like you know, getting them to training on time, getting them out, you know, trying to get them the right kind of media coverage and things like that. There's also another development happening where the club is, uh, uh, you know, trying to get some 
I won't say it's a marketing exercise. It's more to do with you know trying to fund the club. So there's a tie up with some hotels and also tie up with uh, local communities. So a lot of things brewing behind the scenes. And uh, you know me well now. You we've been we've been friends for like more than a year. You know that I can't sit still. So I'm always doing like multiple projects. So this fits me. This suits me. I have everything is fine for me. But yeah, I mean, on paper, I have a lot of things to worry about right now, but I'm enjoying it. So um, in terms of, um, I, I, I was going to talk about the uh, state leagues and uh, we, we talked about it a little bit last in the last show. Um, but uh, what, are your, what are the expectations of the fans there in terms of how uh, Kovalam should do this year? Because um, I was looking at the past history of the Kerala Premier League and last season in particular, um, expectations high? I think expectations should be high considering Kolob has been around the scene for a while now. But nevertheless, let's not forget the fact that these are the underdogs. There is no denying because when you have the likes of Blasters and Gokulam and all those uh, you know, big funded teams where players would actually love to go to. So, they're, they're definitely the bigger teams out there. So, Kolob has got the underdog, underdog tag to it, but I think it's high time they shed it. Now they've signed a lot of good players. It's no longer restricted to a certain community. There are like players from across Kerala coming. Uh, there were good tri- like you know scouting sessions. There's good trial sessions happening. So um, this year, I think the goal for Kerala uh, FC would be to get two, three victories out of the five qualifying matches. Uh, I think three victories could even get you a, sp- uh, a spot in the semi-final. So um, that way, a short tournament helps. That means you could, like, you know, you know, really motivate players to play really good three matches, and you, I mean, blink of an eye, you're already there in the semi-final. So it's it's about getting the team charged. It's because we've got another 10-15 days to really prepare. Uh, personally, I've noticed this uh, tendency of Fulham to slack off in the first 10 minutes. That's always been the problem with the team. I think. When the game starts, they're intimidated when they're playing against the Blasters or a Gokulam because they're the bigger players, established players, better paid players. So, I think the 10, first 10 minutes, the kids are a little hesitant. And once they realize that they've probably got the same ability as the opponents, then they start playing. So, it's a lot of the times it's catch-up. And I think that's uh, that's going to be the key area for Gokulam. I think the, uh, to ensure that the first 10 minutes they come out all pumped and believing that they are a top side and they can defeat. Uh, they defeated Kerala Blasters last time around. So, it's not like, it's, it's not even like a myth. They've done it already. So, uh, I think it is now about being consistent and uh, uh, finding the right formation and just playing their hearts out. I think, I think football at this level is about just, just playing. Yeah, and it's um, incredible opportunity for our listeners and viewers uh, because you're there giving us a, um, this fantastic insight into a state league. Um, and um, Kerala, obviously, is a huge footballing uh, state uh, so that you can Im- just imagine how competitive the state league will be and the followers each team will have. So in terms of um, just to give us a... Um, a brief outline. Uh, what's the season look like? Is it similar to la- last year? Two groups with top two going into the semi-finals, and uh, yeah. what's uh, your group looking like? So the fix is not out yet. It will be out on twenty-six. But uh, unlike last time around, uh, each group will be in one venue. It's not like home and away matches. So it'll be lesser number of matches. So it's two groups of six. And that means you will play five matches. Each group will, I mean, each team will play five matches and whoever finishes one and two in each group will play the semi-finals. So, it's a shorter league that way. Um, which I don't think is a problem. I think when it's uh, when it's smaller budgeted teams to go back and come, you know, travel across Kerala and obviously they're not going to be flying and all they will be taking the road. It's actually very tiring. So, I think it's kind of nice that it's happening in one venue. Because for the smaller teams, they can just be there, prepare and focus on, you know, the football and not about the traveling and all the other aspects of it. So, I think it'll be a very good season. I think uh, from what I can see, almost all teams are competitive. I think they've all like assembled a good set of players. I think Corona helped in some ways. A lot of players are available and ready to, you know, make 
ready and available for KPL clubs, like KL Premier League clubs. I think uh, uh, their usual. Uh, a lot of these uh, Kerala footballers tend to go to the Middle East to play during this time. That didn't really work out for a lot of them, so they are now available. So I think it's a very interesting bunch, and uh, be prepared for surprises. Maybe it's not going to be Gokulam or Kerala Blasters here. Maybe there will be another team like a like a Luka FC or even Kovalam or any of those teams that can really you know change things around. And um, in terms of um, you said, is they're going to be in a sort of a, a bubble? Um, yeah. but will fans be allowed into the stadiums? Uh, again, we are waiting for all the details to come out on 26th, and we've been uh, specifically asked to not say anything and not give out any guesses to the public. I think they want to announce it on 26th. From what I know, it is unlikely because you know there are still Texas. I mean. Let's not forget there is a pandemic still going on. So it might be an empty stadium, but it won't be as uh, strict as, say, the ISL. I think people will be around and, you know, gathered around the stadium to see it anyway. That's how it usually happens. So uh, let's see how it goes. I think I, I don't know how they're going to stop people from watching football in Malapuram. I mean, they, they love the football. They fought hard to have the tournament happen in their city. So it'll be very, very difficult to stop people from anything. So maybe, maybe it's like going to be like half capacity or something like that. But honestly, I don't know at this point. And uh, 26 Feb is when a lot of the details, in t- in, in, including the fixtures, will come out. When does the season yeah. start? When's your first game? Or that's not set uh, yet. We don't know exactly the date of our first game, but March 6th is supposed to be the start of the tournament. So. Mm-hmm. I think March 6th is going to start and then basically the first day of the second week uh, of, of March, something like that. Well, there's some things that don't change whenever I t- <laughs> to talk about Indian Sports Federations and this obviously goes down to the state league, but maybe it's the situation and the current situation we're in, but uh, everything's left last last minute, which not of too much notice. <laughs> uh, so um, I'm glad they're following the... Um, the way the National Federation uh, does things. Um, it becomes really uh, difficult for smaller teams. Say, for example, we were to find out a hotel. It's way mm-hmm. difficult to, you know, find a hotel in like a, uh, in a week's notice. You will probably have to overpay. You will probably, you know, won't be able to go and check if the facilities are good enough. So all that's going to be a little, I mean, it's really unfair for the smaller teams. But I think considering the year that we've, we've had, I think a lot of us are just happy there is some football. That these footballers are not going away without any any football at all. At least there is some exposure. So I think that's what that's what every uh, everyone is thinking about it right now. It's like happy. Okay, there's at least something happening. Let's just be satisfied. Yeah, it's funny you should say that. That at least there's some football because um, it's something that uh, Coach uh, Laszlo from Chennai mentioned uh, when they were talking about. Um, I think he was asked about Changte, him coming into form at the end of the season. But he says, yeah, it takes a little bit of time sometimes to build up uh, that consistency and get back to where you are. But then it stops and you've got nothing else to do for the next, what, five, six months. There's no football. So how do you keep that level of uh, fitness and um, game time playing uh, up? So it's it's the same for your boys as well, uh, that uh, once the season ends... What happens? It's, it's, it's a it's big problem for at all levels for Indian footballers, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, like even yesterday's match, despite the loss, everybody was just happy. The fact that okay, now we we know where we stand, and that's how important football matches are for players. They they realize over the fitness. They've been training every day, but unless you put yourself out there, you won't realize where your fitness is. When you struggle to breathe during a football match is when you realize, oh no, my fitness is not up there. So there is no replacement for actual football. And I'm talking competitive football. It's not even like a friendly. You need to have competitive football to really, you know, uh, polish these players, get them ready. And I think uh, we discussed this in Kalpand also. Like, you know, Changte has always been a fantastic player. It's just that. Uh, his finishing is, uh, has been lacking at some points and all that. And uh, good to see him score goals, but we need we need consistency. I thought we lost Farooq. 
Farooq was exceptional last season. Then he went to Mumbai, didn't get his chances. Now he's gone back to Jamshedpur and suddenly he's stole uh, Farooq again. Yesterday I saw the match against Mumbai City. They were really good playing and uh, uh, I, was, I was very happy to see Farooq play like he enjoyed football again and he's going to get one more match or two more match, matches. Mm. That's the sad. Right? Like Farooq is just hitting the form and the season is over. Yeah, you can't afford to lose our players like this. Just very, very hard on them. It's it's okay for the foreigners who are thirty-five. It's it's probably nice that they only have to play you know a few matches. But for the for the young Indians, yeah. this is just sad. Yeah, and I think you make the uh, important point for the foreigners. They're at a different stage of their careers. Um, when you look at the, all of them, pretty much. Uh, whereas our boys are starting their careers when they need. A yeah. lot of game time, and like you quite rightly say, uh, being physically fit on the training pitch is not the same, anywhere near the same, as everyone tells us, as being fit to play in a game and having that game time. There's a big difference yeah. in the fitness levels. Um, but just finishing on um, your team, um, how's the? You mentioned you know the boys need to be um, motivated to start on the front foot and uh, not worry about the bigger two teams when they go out onto the pitch. Um, have you got the manager in place that's going to get that sort of um, result? Hopefully. I mean, manager is the founder of the club as well. So he knows his... Uh, uh, oh, he knows his, his job is and, safe then. His job is pretty safe, yeah, I would say. Uh, so, uh, I mean, he knows the boys. Now let's see if he... I mean, he's... Uh, the, the big. I think there is pressure on him because now... Uh, now Cole FC is no longer seen as a side who's like there, okay, we've got that sympathy factor, they're okay, I mean, they, they represent a small fraction of the state. Now people have started seeing Cole FC as a professional club out there to compete, properly funded. Now I think it's time to deliver results. And now I don't think another season of poor performances will be excused. Um, obviously, there is a management despite him being the founder. So the management might think, okay, maybe he needs another hand or maybe he's better off doing something else. All these things could possibly happen. I'm just guessing. I have no idea what is happening. So, uh, so I think that is also going to be a big factor. But just to finish on uh, the State League, and obviously we'll talk about it as it goes on and um, how your boys do. But one thing that did surprise me is the number of um, foreigners that play in the state leagues, um, including having a, a foreigner as a manager. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case this year, but that surprised me. So uh, considering it's a state league, there's, there's quite a bit of money being spent um, on this, uh, trying to win the Premier, uh, the Kerala Premier League by the teams. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, there is no necessity to uh, you know, play foreigners here. I can still understand if it's fellow Indians and... Uh, you know, they, uh, a lot of teams are looking to, you know, get them back match fit and things like that. Then it makes sense to actually pay for a foreigner and, you know, go out there with this ambition of just winning the title. I think it doesn't serve the purpose so much because there's bigger money at stake. You play an Indian, you might be scouted by a bigger team, you might get a transfer fee. So, yeah, it's not all about price money, right? You need, you're building something and uh, you should use the KPL as like a stepping stone or a good option to, you know, look at a lot of players, a good option to uh, give match time to a lot of players who were with you throughout the season, didn't get to play in the I-League or the ISL. So, um, I hope uh, I hope KPL is seen that way and not as an opportunity to just, you know, go out there and win the tournament somehow. Um, le just leading on from that and uh, opportunities, and uh, we talked about Kerala and how beautiful it is, because whenever I think of Kerala, you know, I obviously the beautifulness but that also leads to the people there being very calm patient sort of laid back a sort of a I don't want to say a goer feel because Kerala's distinct in its own right uh, but that sort of um, uh, assumptions I have about uh, people from Kerala and the state doesn't seem to apply to the owners of Kerala Blasters um, because the big news with me, and this is the one that really shocked me. Um, I don't know. That's, obviously, we're talking about the sacking of Kibu, uh, not even given a full season. And um, 
that really surprised me. But I, I think I said in the tweet, nothing should surprise me as to what happens in Indian football and nothing should surprise me how the Blasters owners uh, go through managers. But how was that take, How was that received? Uh, I saw a few tweets that weren't happy from uh, the huge fan base that the Blasters have. Uh, but you're there at ground level. Uh, what are your thoughts and what's the feeling there? I also thought it was a little unfair. I know Kerala Plus has not had the best of seasons, but that's that's always the case. That's not a good one. There was a lot of talk about trusting the process, trusting the youth, all these, you know, positivity uh, pamphlets being distributed. Uh, so after doing that throughout the season of saying, you know, you need to believe in people, you need to believe in what they're trying to build here, then you can't sack a manager. That just seems a little bizarre. Like, why did you give him so much time and, you know, the, the space to build his own idea, ideology? It, it, let's be honest, Kerala just have like a very poor defense. Mm. And that, uh, I don't know why the coach never trusted his young Indians, but he has his reasons for sure. But the foreigners really did not perform in the centre-back position. And uh, that has led to Kerala's downfalls. But that's an easy plug, right? Like That's, a, that's, a, uh, that's something you can easily uh, rectify in the upcoming season, especially if you give the managers the entire summer to you know, think about his targets, uh, decide what he wants, decide how he wants to play his football and all that. So, I don't know. I mean, coming from... I mean, it might be the most shallowest argument you'll ever see, but it almost looks like uh, these teams just don't want to pay these managers for the next six, seven months. And again, hire somebody in August, September, give them one month of preseason, go through the season. I, it just, I have no other explanation to it. Like, uh, I know the results were not going well. Uh, I know 10th place is probably not where Kerala Blas was expected to be. But, you know, it can't be just the manager taking the taking the blame for it. What about the management? Who was the one uh, recruiting all these players? It's not like, who was the one who decided to let go Sandesh Jingan, for example? You had like a, a proper defender amidst, amidst, you had Okpeche, you had Terry. Uh, so, to let all of them go and then uh, just blame the manager at the end of the day for not telling the results seems a little, or like a rad, uh, I would say a dad, not dad, I think a really young dad. And how's it going with the fans there? Um, unhappy? Or just taking it as, yeah, this is Kerala Blasters. Okay, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to say something very controversial here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not like I've ever shied away from saying things. But <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm incredibly tired of Manyapada defending the management all the freaking time. I'm just tired. Every time something happens, it's like the media cooking up stories. It's, it's you know, uh, it's, it's Kipu's fault. The, the moment the manager is sacked, you hear him. And you know these are plugged stories. Plugged stories of saying, you know, the manager had like lots of pressing this, that. Um, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm refusing to buy it. Like, come on. Like, if, if anything is positive for you, I think you're probably benefiting from it. You're benefiting from Kerala Masters. You're probably getting, you know, something. If, if, if nothing monetary, probably getting kicks out of being, you know, fans and like supported by Kerala Blasters. I don't know what what is in that uh, in it for them, but they have to understand the team comes first. You know, the the, the, the team has to start winning stuff. And, and as fans, it is up to us to put the pressure on the team. You need to ensure the right thing is being done. So when uh, when a, a seemingly wrong act like you know sacking a manager is done, you don't need to defend it. It doesn't mean you'll become any less of a fan. You are still a fan. You still care about the club. And that is why you're doing it. You're questioning the management as to why you're doing it. So that tomorrow, they don't do it. Or tomorrow, if they are sacking a manager, they have a legit reason for that. So I am honestly tired of all this, you know, you know, you know, believe in the process, believe in the management. Why? Why should we? It's not like there has been any results. It's not like there's been any kind of continuity. So it's just, it, it beats me, but like, Maybe there is something that, you know, maybe it's something to do with you saying about Kerala being chill and these people just, you know, <laughs> being okay with whatever happens. But uh, I have certainly missed that aspect in my gene. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 
I was going to say, I think we've talked about it before that uh, the fan base, certainly here in England, is very vocal and um, speaks out against management. And I think we've compared to Carol uh, Blasters to Newcastle in terms of size of club and what have you. But the fan base there is so anti uh, the management there, it has been for a couple of years, boycotted matches, not buying uh, any merchandise. And um, it's, it's just, I don't know if it's at that, you know, Indian football is that at that evolutionary stage that we haven't got there yet where the management don't seem to have even medium-term projects or uh, plans. The fan base is so closely linked in some cases with the management that they, um, um, what's the word, you know, gloss over any issues that are there and are uh, not speaking out. Which is also wrong. I mean, um, I know in Europe, a lot of fan clubs are linked with the management there, but that's not the case here in England at all. Uh, we do have official supporters clubs, but they are very independent in terms of um, what they say and what they do, and they speak out against clubs. Um, so I don't know if it's Indian football not at that stage in the evolutionary um, period of um, growing as a footballing nation that, you know, we sack managers at a whim and uh, fan bases are too closely linked and not independent to call it out. Yeah, uh, you, 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 you hit the nail right on the, on the money. I guess, uh, again, I think today's controversy day, so I'm going to just put it out there. This is a problem of uh, a privately owned, owned plastic league. You know, everything has to be curated, everything has to be controlled, everything has to be, you know, perfect, polished. And that is what is happening. I mean, dissenters are seen as something wrong. You know, you know, saying something wrong about a club that you, not something wrong, saying something like, you know, I'm frustrated with the club is seen as like, oh, how can you possibly, you know, how can you say you're not, a, you're not a fan? I am a fan. That's why I care. And this, this whole, you know, squeeze every inch of negativity out. There's, there can't be anything bad written about the ISL on the papers. Uh, nobody should be talking about this on social media. I know I've told you this before. I've got calls from people related to ISL asking me to take down tweets about how uh, media managers were uh, very difficult to get through. And that's a problem, right? Like if a media manager is not allowing uh, journalists access to, you know, stories and football and all that, eventually nobody will write. You don't want, say, uh, a Diego Forland coming to India and no journalist getting to speak to Diego Forlan. That just feeds the entire purpose. I know Forlan offers it on the pitch. But you also want to talk, you want to get the stories out, you want to get, you know, Del Piero, you want to talk to Roberto Carlos, you want all that. And let them, if they feel like, let them say ISL is terrible too. That's fine. You know, you don't need to stop it. You don't need to be scared. If ISL is terrible and if Diego Forlan says it, that is how our league grows. It's not like everybody was, everyone was a, a Premier League from the start, right? Everybody grows. It's, it's part of evolution. It's part to, it's very important to question. It's important to learn from these people, you know, with, with Indian football and ISL. It's like, we're already there. Like IPL will replicate whatever happens in cricket. Cricket is on another level in the country. Cricketers can do whatever they want and we'll still love them. Because just, the sport has taken so, like, you know, it is all together. I mean, from socio-political history to um, you know the money involved to the success, everything. It's a you, we should not be talking about cricket at all because football is completely different. The sport itself and how it is in India, I think it's completely different. And honestly, Bharat, I'm tired. Like today, I heard about you know um, uh, footballers going out against a very very big club in India. A very very big club, and uh, uh, somebody asked me like, "Do you want to do the story?" I said no, because I'm tired. Like I will go and like you know write these stories about you know the unjust in the injustice players suffered and all. Then what happens? I'll probably get a call asking my story to be taken down. I'll mm -hmm. probably be attacked social media as like you know agents of these players. I'm tired. Like honestly, I don't care anymore. And I think that just happens to most people out there in this uh, in this uh, domain. And it's just that, but it's in. I think it's inevitable. 
it's well you say it's inevitable but it is currently in india and um it's really sad to hear uh how you feel but i can un totally understand how you feel because we've been doing this show for well over a year and uh it seems to be something that we repeat uh but you mentioned i mean i've said it so many times i think the federations have just too much power that you know even in cricket a cricketer can't call out or criticize the BCCI because that'll be the end of their career. We've seen it with big names in the past who tried it, and um, they just um, the federations oh. are just too too uh, powerful. Um, and like you say, without criticism, you're not going to develop. And um, freedom of speech, I know that is a thin line, but it, that line is there. But people should be able to reach that line and uh, be able to express themselves and how they feel without um, uh, repercussions and uh, certainly when you're supporting a club um, I think um, sometimes and we said before it, you, you fork out a lot of money uh, to support that club and back that club and uh, what have you so you have the right to criticize and you should be maybe not well you should be heard but at least listened to if nothing else you know yeah. you should uh, but um I don't know. If, I'm, surpri uh, I'm surprised these uh, these ISL teams are okay with it. They should be the ones also saying, you know, give us negative publicity also. We want to grow. Mm -hmm. Because at this, I mean, at this stage, there's nothing called negative publicity. All publicity is good publicity. So the more you keep hearing about this ISL and football and all that, the more likely they're going to get sponsors, the more visibility they're going to get. That's the only thing you can sell, right? At this point in time. The only thing they can sell is the eyeballs. It's like, hey, more people know about this product. More, more people can see our team on TV. And so the whole controlling of, like you said, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, press freedom, you're really not helping anybody. I know some people just don't care. That's how it is here in this country. But I wish things were different because especially for a sport like football, which is so intertwined with socio-political uh, cultural context, you can't take that away. I think mm. I think Australia suffered that. I think there is a reason why uh, RB Leipzig, despite being a good team, is one of the most hated sites in Germany because they it believe is. in something. Yeah, so you can't take that away in India as well. Yeah, and um, as much as you try and sanitize um, a league or a sport, it becomes dull. Um, it becomes boring um, if there's no... Um, you know, freedom of speech to say how you feel about it and you try and, um, you know, not allow that sort of space for that sort of talk, um, the sport will become boring. Um, but just looking into the next few years, do you think the introduction of relegation and promotion might start to bring a bit of a change or the only change that will be possible is the federation taking over the league? And um, because we saw a little bit of a sign from... Uh, the owner of uh, Bengaluru, you know, talking about the financial situation that needs to change because um, it's not feasible for these owners. To, and we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to go into it much. But uh, you can see the small signs of um, people wanting change. And I think um, hopefully that's the thin edge of the wedge. And as change comes, change also allows people to speak out and clubs can take uh, criticism because this that's the sign you know as yeah. a person if you can take criticism um that's a sign of a person isn't it if you're able to or not uh, the character yeah. comes through and at the moment the character of some of the clubs and the league is not coming through but having said all that um i have to give a bit of praise to hyderabad and um They've given an extension to their coach. Obviously, they're still in the hunt for the playoffs um, in a big way. Uh, but um, I think that shows a little bit of maturity on the part of the management if they stick to that timetable, uh, even if they have a, a poor season next year. I thought that was a good sign to give him a contract, a two-year contract extension. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like you said, I mean, I think uh, clubs are definitely trying. It's uh, uh, I know I know we talk about Bar Jindal probably because we he actually has a huge impact and like owning a, uh, owning a cup of tea team also owning a, a cricket team also so he's a big figure this time obviously Jindal's group is huge in India but I think we saw a sign when Rohan decided to shift base to Odisha I think that's a that's a that's a big big sign right like hello clubs are something 
that we have to plug from India's one of the biggest city to Odisha. Uh, that that's a big sign. We we saw you know Pune FC fold and then you know reemerge in Hyderabad. So there there have been signs of uh, uh, you know for everybody everyone to read out there. So hopefully there is some silver lining and uh, hopefully I think the success of something like a Hyderabad. Uh, I was also very happy recently they put out a, a tweet saying we've been missing Hyderabad. Uh, please send us food or like you know you know <laughs> photograph you know. And there was actually good traction. So I'm like yeah okay there is, there are fans also. They seem to be building a brand out there, and that's always good to see. You want uh, you want football clubs to you know grow organically, grow um, grow in whatever way is possible. Obviously, it's helped hugely by the fact that they're playing attractive football. I think that's that comes first. If you play good football, you will obviously attract uh, fans and you will attract uh, followers. So, yeah, uh, Hyderabad's decision to um, you know extend the coach was uh, uh, coach contract was absolutely correct. And I hope uh, uh, I hope Kerala Blasters take a lesson that you know you know we can just you have to you have to trust. This is a coach that has already won a title with uh, Mohan Bagan, so he can't be that bad. He knows Indian football. He knows Indian players. You know, he he seemed to have the uh, CV to be uh, should have been given the chance uh, for at least and, another uh, season. Again, I'm not the greatest with stats, but apparently in terms of uh, um, XAs and XDs, in terms of you know the probability of scoring goals and assists, Kerala Blasters is right up there with the best teams. So they've been creating enough. It's just you know they're just leaking as as many as well. So uh, unfortunately. I don't think it was a bad season for Kerala Blasters that day. I think it's just easy solutions out there, but you had to keep the coach because now there's going to be a new coach who believes in a new set of players. They will all have to undo whatever they've done this season. That just that just takes a toll on. I think somebody like a Sahil also suffers due to this because uh, uh, every year he has to deal with a new coach and a new ideology, and you don't want our players to go through this over and over again. Absolutely, and I think he had the basis of a really good team. I mean, we talk about the goalkeeper, and then Yasahal, and uh, Jessel, and obviously you bought Nish uh, for big money as well. So you know they were building something. I think Kibu should have been given another season and maybe a bit of influence around which players he wanted as well, um, yeah. but um, not to be. And we will see uh, Kerala get another manager. For a brand new season next year, and we'll see how that works out. Not in my uh, experience, short-term management doesn't work out, but uh, we'll see. Um, well, as a Chelsea t- fan, I've seen different things, but <laughs> um, we'll talk about Chelsea. I want to, I want your view on something, and I'll come back to it. Well, no, I'll raise it now since you brought it up because. Um, how, how do you think Tuchel is getting on? And uh, uh, because the feeling here is that he's not adapting well. He's, he yeah. came out and criticised um, Odoi yesterday publicly, embarrassed him by uh, bringing him on at half-time and subbing him, which is a huge uh, embarrassment for any player. And he criticised the player the other day mm-hmm. as well. Um, what do you think? How's it going uh, as a Chelsea fan seeing that happening at your club? Uh, well, it's, uh, it's a recurring theme, I guess. <laughs> I didn't honestly feel anything much, but like it was horrible football yesterday in Southampton. I mm. I saw the match and I was like I somehow made time for I I was like middle of so many things. I like hey, listen, I need two hours. I'm going to take a break because I've not watched Chelsea in past a while. Um, I know oh my God, like I was so <laughs> disappointed with the side. Just Werner seems absolutely clueless as to what to do. He's got the pace and then he does the most predictable thing. He doesn't even have like one one trick up his sleeve. Just runs and then it's the first first time cross inside. Um, I I I don't think I think I don't think he's a bad player. I think his uh, his uh, confidence is like all over the place. So that's probably the reason. Um, for all the criticism, Mount is the only good player out there. I feel like he's the only one you know really playing for the team and he would really. Uh, wearing that uh, badge of pride. Everybody else seems so slow. I don't know why Alonso is still back in the team. My God, I know he he provides those occasional uh, beautiful goals, but he's so slow. I don't know why. Like he doesn't contribute in defense in any any way. I think Ben Chilwell is far far better player. Um, 
I think Odoi was excellent as wing back. Now you suddenly play him as a forward, and you probably not really uh, wasn't trained for it. He's still young, mind you. So if you give him that, uh, I don't think criticizing him was perhaps the best way to go about it. Considering he's always been kind of sidelined by the previous manager as well, so you would have liked Tuchel to take a different approach and say, "Oh no, you're my golden boy, and you know we're going to make you the best thing out there." So yeah, club is all over the place. I <laughs> but. Uh, this is the it, Chelsea way, and they let's still get results, and and, and uh, yeah. So, do you think not finishing a top four will be a disaster? Or is that too strong a statement? It is a disaster. Considering the season the likes of Liverpool are having, it would be a yeah. disaster to not. And considering you spend like something fifty million in the summer, Chelsea should be doing better. Yeah, um, yeah. It's also um, a soap opera with Chelsea, and it seems to be continuing. But he's giving uh, the pundits here. Tuchel is giving them a lot to talk about. And when you uh, embarrass a young English player, it doesn't go down well at all. Um, After so, replacing yeah. a young English manager. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just lucky that, um, you know, there's no fans in the stadium because, um, like I said, yeah. I think um, it would have been tough for him uh, replacing Frank and then doing what he did yesterday and calling players out. So, yeah, he's not helping himself. But... Um, Going back on what we said earlier, I suppose he's got to be given time. But then, then again, we're talking about Chelsea owners, so we'll see what happens. Um, but I also wanted to reflect on the fact of a well, for me, a strange uh, coaching appointment. Um, we talked about you know Bart and you know his experience on owning franchises, um, and hopefully he can bring the experience of um, IPL and uh, the Pro Kabaddi League into the ISL sometime. But I was surprised with their appointment of their new coach. All right, he's the flavor of the month in the sense that he's from uh, Germany, which is a big tick. Uh, but the fact that he's not coached, he's been a sporting director for a few years. Um, that was a strange one for me. Yeah, it was a strange one for me as well because I, I didn't know who he was. So I Googled and I was like, okay, it almost feels like he sold the team on nationality. Yeah. He's an Italian from Germany. So like... Like a Italian descendant, if I remember right. Uh, so, I think that's like good defense and good attack <laughs> for all the, all the the perfect combination. But uh, otherwise, I, even I didn't see what was behind it. But uh, I, I think Park um, and uh, the Bangalore setup. Uh, I mean, you we call them the professional. They, we call them the professional side for a reason. Right? They do a lot of research. They so obviously they've been sold by a good proposal. So he probably comes with a set of managers. They, you know, put out a pitch that was very lucrative. And Bangalore is a side crying out for like uh, uh, freshness. So they probably didn't want another Spaniard, and you know, trying to do the same thing what Quadrat uh, and uh, for that Roca did. They probably want to start fresh, start by recruiting a different set of players, uh, start by playing a different kind of identity. So, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I can only assume that, uh, you know, that PPT that uh, he sent to Bangalore was probably really good. So, uh, otherwise, I, even I don't know what is the logic behind it. Uh, Do you think, I, I mean, I'm reading too much of it, but he could be a mentor to uh, Musa as coach. Uh, and, you know, he's got this technical director background, so he can probably help with the signings and that level but obviously he's badged as a manager as a coach um or do you think i'm reading too much into it and they're not yeah i think you're reading too much into it (laughs) i think you're reading too much Uh, because uh... if they if they if they trust musa enough um i think they would have they've taken a different path uh, in terms of you know then waiting you don't have to announce now right you can wait out the season and you know make a decision in the summer but it seems like a clear and like a desperate call to say, "Hey, we are still a very dominant side, and um, you know, uh, you know, fans, you don't need to be upset. Got somebody big for you." Uh, seems like a almost a desperate move, and that's never uh, a sign of confidence in the current coach. So I don't think that's that's what they have in mind. They, I think they're more sold on maybe his technical director sort of an experience will be good for getting. Uh, a new team entirely in terms of new personnel, in terms of you know signing them cheap, finding uh, in scouting and things like that. And so maybe the whole package was attractive, um, not necessarily just as coaching. The entire package was. 
but it's all a maybe i have no idea yeah i mean we'll we'll see we'll see how the uh, summer goes and what happens next year already something to look forward to uh, but something we've got to look forward to immediately obviously we're getting to the crucial part we know the top two i think we know the top one uh, mumbai city having a bit of a blip every team goes through it but maybe they're having it at the wrong time um what do you see you know behind the downturn of form for mumbai city something to worry about but or do you think they've got the squad there? But when it comes to the playoffs, they'll be back on it. I'm, I'm, I'm having my doubts because I had heard similar accusations about Lobera when he was at Goa. That his team fades towards the end. And, uh, and probably because of the dependence on players like Humu uh, uh, and uh, Jahu and all that. Humu missing these matches have clearly not helped, but you feel the likes of Jahu and Okbichi and all are a little tired. And so, I don't know. I mean, I've not been really a big fan of how Mumbai City have played their last few matches as well. I'm sure, I, I, like I saw the Jamshedpur match and Jamshedpur outplayed them so easily. They had put a sire, they, they, they pressed hard and it, it almost looked like a... It almost looked like Chelsea against Southampton in terms of just a lot of passes here and there and no, uh, no real intent for Mumbai. And it's just sad to see because you expect a Lobera side to just go on attack after attack. But this was just like side pass, side pass, side pass, side pass. It was like so boring towards Mumbai. And you would question, did they pay all that money, get all these players just to, you know, play this kind of football? So I'm sure something is not well at Mumbai City. I mean, too early to press the panic button, but I'm sure they're, you know, observing really well. This is a city group you're talking about. They probably don't want to you know, you know, slack off in any way. They probably were expecting a title considering the investment they've made this summer. Um, but yeah, uh, something is definitely wrong. And ATK are clearly the best side right now. They seem yeah. so well, uh, you know, everywhere. Like in terms of attack, in terms of midfield, in terms of uh, defense, all seem really good. In fact, even yeah. I didn't know, not a lot of people talk about him, I think. Uh, everybody's obsessed about Amrindir versus Gurpreet. Arindir has had a good season. He, he's you know turning out to be a very solid keeper as well. Roy Krishna, ever reliable. What a player! He's coming back into scoring. Yeah, that's the right yeah, time. The addition of Marcelino uh, has just reinforced um, that squad. Yeah, they're looking good um, for finishing first. Um, uh, ATK, I think they're pretty much uh, done and dusted first. But in case, in the terms of uh, who's going to join um, ATK and Mumbai in the playoffs, uh, there's three teams in contention: uh, Goa, uh, Hyderabad, and Northeast. Um, how do you, which two do you think will be in there? I mean, if you look at the so last two fixtures, technically, technically Bangalore can qualify as well, and they've generally had good results against Goa. So, you know, <laughs> will it come down to uh, you know, Bangalore making it to the playoff in some strange way, I have no idea. But I hope, and we discussed this last time around, I hope it's Hyderabad and North East simply because uh, for a neutral point of view, I think, uh, you know, it, it's more romantic to have these two uh, unfancy sides in the, in the playoffs. Hyderabad for sure, because they've, they've, played, they've been so nice this season. They've, you know, discovered young talent. They've trust Indians. So it'd be really sad to not see them uh, in the semi-finals. The last spot is obviously going to be tricky, um, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Northeast have enough in them. The last few matches they've faded a little. They're not the not the same side Jamil just took over, but um, and FC Goa is really good. But again, FC Goa has been um, off the season. I don't know if that's the right term. I, I've not been really happy about them as well. Uh, there's, there's something missing in FC Go. I don't know how, how to pinpoint it. But they've made some interesting signings in the likes of Amarjeet and uh, Deeraj and all that. And now I think they're now in like that mid-transition scene. So hopefully uh, that won't affect them enough and they will have enough uh, um, uh, enough uh, Arsenal to get them through. But yeah. um, if, I had to, if I had to put my money, I'll put on uh, Hyderabad and Goa, I guess. I would have gone uh, looking at just the last two fixtures, uh, Northeast, um, because they've got, um, when you look at the fixtures on paper, relatively winnable games against uh, East Bengal and uh, the Blasters, whereas uh, Hyderabad have got uh, ATK, um, Goa have got Bangalore. But then 
the last game is Hyderabad versus uh, Goa. And uh, that could be a virtual quarterfinal, maybe. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, but um, yeah, at least we'll have um, possibly a new team there. I can't see... Bengal don't, uh, you know, considering the strange season that we have, don't write off uh, East Bengal or Kerala Blasters beating Northeast United. Northeast, yes. I have a feeling, yeah. Well, Coach Jamil is still unbeaten um, since he's taken over. Um, but we'll see if that continues. And like I said, on paper, there are easier games when you compare to uh, ATK and... Um, uh, FC, oh, uh, course, BFC that uh, FC yeah. Goa have got to play. So interesting last week, and um, we should get final picture uh, this time next week, uh, pretty much. And um, I think I was looking forward to the last game. I think it's um, ATK versus Mumbai City, but that just might not be. Uh, uh, that'll probably be a non-event um, because I think ATK probably sealed first place by then. So look lot to look forward to. There was a player I wanted to speak about, but I'll leave that till the next show because um, just for our listeners and viewers, I did say to Nevin that you know we'll have a shorter show this week uh, because of connection issues and uh, what have you. But then I saw the view he's got and I thought, I'm just going to make him sit there. He's not going to go against me because he's got a hell of a view. Um, if anybody, Absolutely. I needed a shorter show compared to uh, the view he's got. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't feel sorry for him. And um, I'm not going to apologize to him for keeping him here for the full hour. Uh, but uh, Nevin, um, you know, you're in a brilliant place, as always, in Kerala, no matter where you are. But uh, even better today. Uh, thank you for sharing that view to us. It'll keep us going in the next few days, just having that image. And uh, we won't be jealous at all um, of uh, <laughs> your location. But, uh, yeah. Best of luck in um, the role with Kovalam. I know you're going to put your, like you do with everything, your heart into it. I know you're going to give 100% and um, they're a lucky club to have you as well. So, and it'll be good for us to get your continued insight as well. So fantastic, my friend. Um, enjoy the rest of your evening, afternoon there. And um, maybe if you've got time, catch the Foxes as we take on Aston Villa in a couple of hours as Absolutely. well. All right, absolutely. Take care, my friend.